It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. I want women, doctors, local political leaders letting the democracy that's always allowed our nation to thrive to put the best ideas forward so states can decide for themselves. That's Mehmet Oz, the Republican nominee for that hotly contested Senate seat being vacated by Pat Toomey from Pennsylvania in the one and only debate between he and his opponent, the Democratic Lieutenant Governor, John Fetterman. And yes, that's who Oz said should be involved in making a decision about whether or not you carry an unwanted or dangerous pregnancy to term. The woman, her doctor, and... Local political leaders. Really? Local political leaders. Yeah, that's what he said. The Democrat, John Fetterman apparently still recovering from a stroke he suffered in May, struggled with auditory processing and speech, but they warned us that that was the case. And though it was apparent from the start, Fetterman did address it in his opening. Hi, good night, everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's running to use Pennsylvania. Here's a man that spent more than $20 million of his own money to try to buy that seat. I'm also having to talk about something called the Oz rule, that if he's on TV, he's lying. He did that during his career on his TV show. He's done that during his campaign about lying about our record here. And he's also lying probably during this debate. And let's also talk about the elephant in the room. I had a stroke. He's never let me forget that. And I might miss some words during this debate, mush two words together, but it knocked me down, but I'm going to keep coming back up. And this campaign is all about, to me, is about fighting for everyone in Pennsylvania that ever got knocked down that needs to get back up and fighting for all forgotten communities all across Pennsylvania that also got knocked down that needs to keep get back up. During the debate, Fetterman's delivery was at times halting and repetitive. He did drop words during answers and occasionally lost his train of thought. And yeah, it was difficult to listen to. And that's what much of the attention heading into the debate focused on, how Fetterman's struggle with the auditory processing and speech issues could impact the conversation against Oz. He's a celebrity doctor who rose to fame by hosting a daily television show for years. And again, the takeaway is two things, the shock of Fetterman's delivery and the stupidity of Oz's suggestion about who should be involved in the decision a woman makes whether or not to end an unwanted pregnancy. There were two other debates of interest last night. In Michigan, the second and final face-off between the incumbent governor, Gretchen Whitmer, and her challenger, another former television so-called news person, Trumper Tudor Dixon. And in New York, the one and only debate between incumbent governor Kathy Hochul and her right-wing challenger, Lee Zeldin. Now, the polls, reliable or not, are tightening as we get closer to November 8th. It always happens that way. The Congressional Leadership Fund, the Kevin McCarthy-linked super PAC, is now dumping another $11 million into House races to boost their chances with less than two weeks to go. CLF will put more resources into seven districts that President Biden won by double digits. Some of the races he's targeting? Well, in California, Katie Porter's district, they're putting another $1.9 million in to bolster the Republican Scott Bow as he tries to unseat Katie Porter. 
in Oregon's 6th District. They're putting in some $800,000 to help Republican Mike Erickson beat the Democrat Andrea Salinas in a district that the former guy lost by 13 points. They're putting $1.8 million into a race in Arizona's 1st District, $235,000 more into a California race in the 27th District that Biden won by 13 points. They're putting a lot of money into a Connecticut district, into an Iowa congressional race, a Minnesota congressional race, in Ohio, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Texas, Virginia, and Washington State. The Congressional Leadership Fund has a lot of money, and they're spending it to try to win a big majority in the House. Dave Wasserman of the Cook Political Report now says Republicans have a larger advantage in the overall House contest than they did previously. They've changed their House outlook from a Republican gain of 10 to 20 seats to a Republican gain of 12 to 25 seats. But Politico on Wednesday morning released their latest generic congressional ballot poll, and it finds that the Democrats are doing better this week, matching their high point of 47 percent support for a generic Democrat to the Republicans, 42 percent. Now, that's the horse race the media insists on stressing, while I say focus on the issues. Republicans can criticize Democrats for the world's pandemic-induced inflation and other woes, but they're not telling us anything they do to turn things around. In fact, the only actions they're assuring us they'll tackle if they ever take over control of Congress is vindictive prosecutions and impeachments of Democrats in office, because they don't actually want to govern They just want revenge. Remember, the last day to vote in this 2022 midterm election season is now 13 days away. Better to take advantage of early voting than wait until the last minute. In other news, the Justice Department is asking a federal judge to force former White House counsel Pat Cipollone and former Deputy White House counsel Patrick Philbin, two of the former guys, former White House lawyers, to testify about their conversations with him. Trump has been fighting to keep these former advisors from testifying before a criminal grand jury, citing executive and attorney-client privileges, though many question whether those privileges even exist in this case. Separately, Hope Hicks, who served as Trump's communications director, testified on Tuesday and is reportedly being called back for a formal interview with the House Select Committee investigating the insurrection. On an unrelated note, in what I think in sports they call an unforced error, Congressional Progressive Caucus Chair Representative Pramila Jayapal on Tuesday withdrew a letter sent to President Biden urging him to change his Ukraine policy, encouraging negotiating with Putin to end the war. Shouldn't have happened. And finally, Wednesday marks the 40th day since the death of 22-year-old Iranian Masha Arnini. She died after being taken by the morality police to a, quote, re-education center for allegedly not wearing her hijab properly. That sparked a wave of anti-government protests throughout the nation. Now, the 40-day mark of a death is an important day of mourning in Iran. But her family said they will not hold a ceremony to mark the day. Instead, they released a statement that read in part, quote, considering the circumstances and in order to avoid any unfortunate problem, we will not hold a ceremony marking the 40th day. 
Well, on Sunday, President Biden spoke out in support of the demonstrators, saying the United States stands with the brave women of Iran who right now are demonstrating to secure their basic rights. My message to American women is to listen and really take stock of what each of the political parties here in the U.S. is offering us in terms of our future. Don't be Iran. Please vote. Oh, by the way, in response to Biden's comments, Iran said it will sue the U.S., alleging direct involvement in the protests. One more time, realize what each of these political parties stands for before you cast your midterm ballot. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is 100% listener supported and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com and please click on that donate button.